Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show. I broadcast Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on WINB. And for more ways to listen to the program, including the customized apps, for all smart devices, and of course, the daily show on MixLR, and for many more ways to listen, simply go to the listen page at weekendvigilante.com. I have a fantastic show today, but first, quickly, I just want to mention that year-end donations means a great deal here so that I can continue doing what I'm doing. I'm asking you to become a monthly supporter of any amount. One-time donations are great. But it's very hard to budget on one-time gifts. And it turns out, according to my analytics, less than 1% of my listeners are monthly supporters. And there's something wrong with that, guys. I'm doing my part, and you need to do yours. I put my heart and soul into this, and it is a calling. And I've said this before. You don't just quit your calling. Trust me, I've tried. I've tried to throw in the towel so many times I could start a laundry business. But it's far worse to not do your calling than to just grapple with it daily. And some of you will get that. So again, this broadcast and ministry is listener supported. Please give a generous year-end donation so that I can continue bringing you this program. And if you're eating the meat of the ministry, remember that the workman is worthy of his wages. It is not fair that people tune in all the time and they don't sow into this ministry. That's unfair. Come on, by anybody's standards. So again, I'm doing my part. I'm depending on you to do yours. One lady recently said to me, you just got to trust God to provide. I do trust God to provide. And guess how God mainly provides through his people. This show is worth supporting. It is. And if I didn't think that, I might as well just get off the air entirely, really. When it comes to healing and deliverance and preaching the gospel, in addition to the news and the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. That's a huge premise of this show. So again, please do give your most generous year-end gift so I can plan some things in the coming new year. And I very much appreciate your support. And I really want to say thank you for my monthly supporters. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your one-time donations. But just remember, it is very hard to budget on one-time gifts or sporadic gifts. So again, Go to the donate page there at weekendvigilante.com. God bless you for doing that. Well, speaking of the show, my next guest is Dave Hodges from thecommonsenseshow.com. I nicknamed him many years ago 
the instigator of the airwaves. And let me tell you what, he's lived up to that handle. Dave Hodges, welcome to the program. There's so much to get into. One of the questions right off the hop I want to ask you is, is this election being stolen from right out from underneath us, Dave? Without question, Sheila, it's great to be with you. In answer to your question, the election is indeed being stolen as we speak. Will they be successful? Well, we're going to have to wait and see, but I am highly concerned. And as far as the mechanism for stealing it, it's coming in three phases. The first phase is already complete. They basically had illegals vote. They had people registered twice as Democrats in adjacent states, 7 million votes obtained that way. And I reported on that as long as two months before the election. Dead people have voted in Colorado, Chicago, I mean, on and on and on. And they didn't meet the threshold of stealing the election from these illegal votes. But what you can do here is you compile these votes that are stolen in favor of Clinton, and it sets up phases two and three. Phase two bribe the electors. 15 Republican electors have brazenly stated they will not vote for Trump in violation of their oath and in some states in violation of the law. But they're only going to get fined $1,000. Hello, can you say George Soros? I know of a case personally here in Arizona where a Republican elector was offered $150,000 offshore money never to be brought into the United States to change their vote to Clinton. And that's why I got out in front of this. And by the way, the person who brought this to me used to be prominent in Arizona politics. And they've asked to have their name not released. But I'll go to someone who did release his name. And that is Ken Clark, an elector from Texas, who told me he's getting immense pressure. And, of course, there are reports of death threats, other rumors of bribes. All they need are 22 more electors to keep Trump from getting to 270. The third phase, Sheila, is keep recounting and stuffing fake ballots until the globalists get the desired result. And let me talk about the most egregious example of this. In Pennsylvania, in two fell swoops, in Friday and also on Saturday, yesterday, December the 3rd, they found a total of 26,000 votes that had, quote, been lost, unquote, for Clinton. But in all these found votes, remarkably, not one vote for Donald Trump. I mean, they can't even lie well. I mean, if I was going to perpetrate a fraud, at least I'd throw in a few thousand votes for Trump to make it look legitimate. But they're not even trying to make it look legitimate. They're flat stealing. And by the way, to the naysayers out there that criticized me on Sunday morning, for saying that there was going to be a recount in Florida. You're going to have to eat your words, guys. Sorry about that. But it's now all through the Internet. The recount is underway. And Sheila, one note, okay, and then I'll stop being so long-winded. But I want to get this in here. I have been contacted by someone who used to be high up in the DNC, someone with a journalistic background. She is going to go public with me, is my understanding, But let me just give you a snippet about Jill Stein, who initiated all this. Her and Clinton go way, way back. In fact, her parents were best friends with the couple that launched Obama's political career. Wait, Dave, let me guess. Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, Weatherman Underground. Bingo. But that's not the extent of it, Sheila. This is even worse. I've been able to verify through this source that this woman, Jill Stein, met with the Russians before the election. She traveled to Russia 
This is incredible. And here we got the mainstream media calling yours truly a Russian agent in the in the Washington Post. And the New York Times has said that Comey and Putin conspired to steal the election when, in fact, we got the person who instigated this fraudulent recount visiting the Russians and her parents are well-known communist subversives. Think about that. I mean, you've got the Green Party completely complicit in this whole deception, the connection to the Weatherman Underground. You've got this fact that the globalists came up with, okay, so how many 22-some thousand votes just a few days ago, and then they stole another almost 5,000 votes just this weekend. So if the count is, uh, what, December 12th, I mean, at this rate of flipping votes, they don't need much to steal the election. And then you've got the crickets chirping in the mainstream about Jill Stein or really any of this. And let's not forget that RT did a complete hit piece on you several years ago. This sounds very suspicious, doesn't it? Mm, oh, yeah. I mean, to to call me a friend of the Russians is like calling Hitler a friend of the American mainstream right. middle class people because I had it out with the voice of Russia, RT, and all the other domestic Russian websites when I went on their show and I documented and I kept referring back to pictures and videos on my website the presence of Russian troops on American soil and the intent for FEMA to use foreign soldiers in FEMA camps by regulation. And I even had the Russian foreign ministry documentation with their bilateral agreement with FEMA. And they had a weak sister interviewing me. I think they thought I was going to be a pushover. And I did an Alex Jones on her. And I wouldn't let her get a word in edgewise. I destroyed her. And then, of course, we got into a war of words after the fact. So to say that I'm a friend of the Russians is ludicrous. What I've said is Putin gives his people a lot better leadership than we're getting from ours, which is treasonous uh, leadership from Obama. And Clinton would have followed suit. Well, I heard that interview. And you and I had a lot of discussions on Russian troops on American soil. We, In fact, it didn't even get much traction, ironically, Dave. Reports all across the country where there was these Russians, and we were talking about up to 40,000, 50,000. Why were they training in these Grid-X drills? You know, the United Nations connection. And I remember listening to that show, and you opened up a can of you-know-what on her. So, mm-hmm. and, and you actually steamrolled not just Russia Today, but there was a couple of other terrestrial stations that tried to shut you down, and you didn't even give them a chance to get a word in edgewise, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that's not my style. I mean, I like to have – I might I, I go on a little tirade, but with the anyone interviewing me, I like to have back and forth like you and I are going to have right here. But let me read to you an excerpt from the communication from a former DNC worker. She left because they were so corrupt. But she went on to say, and listen to this, I worked with Breitbart and WND on the server cover-up. This person wow. is an established journalist. I've been looking at Jill Stein's past, and she doesn't have one. She hides her family names. She is married to Robert Rohrer, coincidentally approximate age of defector Glenn Roy Rohrer. Stein gave a shout-out to her Vencer Amos Kamados on Twitter, leading me to believe she was SDS and a friend of Bill Ayers. Embassy records in Paris indicate Stein was in Paris when she was 17, which she never talks about. Her parents were members of the radical synagogue in Chicago with ties to the Soviet Union. 
chief rabbi went to Moscow in 1958 to assess the Khrushchev situation for the State Department. This is what drew the ire of McCarthy, who was on target in the early days. Very strange that she asserts Russian hacking. You should ask your listeners if anybody knows her family. Her husband is a real piece of work, wanted to remove a Christmas display from a town. Now, that's just an excerpt. I'm going to hold back from some of it right now because it would identify who she is, because what she told me is also in print. So I'm going to hold off a little bit on this in terms of divulging all of it, because I want to get her permission to release her name, which she's not yet given. But she told me she wanted to be interviewed, so we're going to wait on that. But Sheila, it's all there. I mean, we're talking the fix is in, and they're stealing the election in three ways, as I outlined. And I think they're going to get it done. Well, guess who else is Little Miss Jill Stein has been linked to? And I researched her a couple weeks ago and found out she was very much involved with James Hansen, NASA GIS. Of course, she was in implementing Agenda 21 across the states. She did that whole moratorium on shutting coal, the coal power to energy production down. <laughs> in 2008, she helped formulate what's called Secure Green Future. Ooh, she's not a pal of mine, Dave. She worked with Hillary Clinton on a children's initiative that almost seems right straight out of this Pizzagate, too. So, again, you've got it takes a village to raise a family, or as you've always said in this case, the village people, because they'll throw a kid in with any assortment of cast of characters from gay men, reported pedophiles. I mean, this thing has a lot of tentacles, this octopus, doesn't it? That's uh, putting it lightly. And and I'm going to tell you, your instincts kind of come out when you do this work long enough. And sometimes all roads lead to Rome. Only in this case, I suspect if it's not Jill Stein directly, it's some of her contacts. All roads lead to pedophilia. Every one of them. I'm talking Clinton. I'm talking Obama. I'm talking Jill Stein's people to some degree. I'm going to try to link her into this. And by the way, Jill, don't send your people after me or use the Clinton hit people because I already have the dead man switch in, in fact. And I got some real damning stuff I've not mentioned. So get that, Jill? By the way, where is Julian Assange, Dave? Do we know if the man's still alive? My bet would be he's either incommunicado being held in some uh, rendition site or he's dead. I I think there's no other possibility at this time. Uh, His dead man switch is still in effect. You know the NSA is trying to shut it down, but they have not fully been successful. And I heard an interesting rumor from one of my military sources, and he did say this was a rumor. So let's take that for what it is. But this guy gave me my Benghazi stuff. He's good. He said, Dave, we think that Snowden assisted Assange in the dead man switch to circumvent NSA protocols so they couldn't shut down all the releases of information. And you know the Russians would give Snowden every piece of equipment and technology that he would need. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Just the information is overwhelming that's pouring out of WikiLeaks still coming out, an incredible tie-in that you and I reported this four years ago, and yet it didn't get much traction. But we made the link to the Child Protective Services. Some of that's coming out now. These underground pedophile rings that are tied back into CPS. We even talked about how does 78 kids in Oklahoma disappear, Dave? And it was crickets chirping. Over 70 children, Dave. We reported all that, and yet it got very little traction at the time. 
under the care of Oklahoma CPS, not farmed out to foster parents, but under the direct care of the Oklahoma equivalent of CPS, went missing. No accountability. What I don't recall, Sheila, and I'm going to have to go back into my own articles here. I don't remember if that was two or three years ago. But with all these missing kids showing up now for CPS, and we've covered this before, as you said, I suspect this Oklahoma thing, as I intimated at the time, is tied into this. But we're going to dig a little bit deeper. And I'm going to – I've actually got inquiries out to Congressman Bridenstine. And Congressman Bridenstine seems to be a generally good guy, Oklahoma congressman. And during the height – of the Central American immigration invasion, he tried to go to Fort Sill to see if some of the rumors were true regarding fifth column terrorists being admitted along with some of the other people just trying to get here to the United States. And DHS told him, come back and make an appointment. Yeah, typical. And let's not forget the Penn State case, Dave. You know, as if that wasn't bad enough. Jerry Sandusky, the Second Miles Foundation, yikes. Yeah. Bingo, Sheila. You're right on it, and you're 100% correct. In fact, when I have uh, mentioned uh, these uh, recent pedophile cases, I wanted to go back and link to the similarities of Penn State. It's just there are so many things coming at us right now, Sheila. I mean, I'm I'm getting three hours sleep nightly. I've gotten run down, got a cold, and I just can't cover it all. And and I know I'm not the only person in the independent media saying these things. But I am going to hit that. In fact, you know, you brought up Sandusky. Let me bring up an interesting point. I want to, sh- to, to share with your audience the reach of the pedophile network. They murdered Nancy Schaefer. Yeah. Now, who was Nancy Schaefer? She was a Georgia state senator who started getting complaints from constituents about missing children after the kids were taken from rightful and lawful parents who had done nothing wrong, and then these kids just disappeared. And she started looking into this, and she said, hey, 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 uh uh-uh, no, 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 we're not going to sweep this one under the carpet. And the forces of pedophilia, you know, basically coalesced together and got her unelected. Well, Being the public servant she was, and she was indeed a great public servant, she went forward with this and started going on the lecture circuit. And it was about the same time as Cynthia McKinney, another congressman who was run from office because she dared to ask the wrong questions in Congress. Now, what happened to Nancy Schaefer? She was murdered. Oh, excuse me. She was suicided. Right. Uh, Let's see. Her husband shot her in the back. And then he shot himself in the back of the head on a nice little reach around. I mean, Vince Foster's murder is more believable. But one more. In the Sandusky case, several years before he was busted, Ray Grycar had received numerous complaints and even had recorded telephone conversations between Sandusky and a minor that was sexually explicit and referred specifically to sex acts with, with him and this minor. And his mother was enraged and she was going public. Grycar bent to the pressure and he opened up an investigation. His car disappeared from a convenience store. His computer was found in a creek, and the FBI said they could not restore the computer, which I have a real hard time believing. Unless you bust it into a thousand pieces, you can restore parts of that data. And he just flat disappeared. No one's ever heard from him again. And he was a district attorney of the local county where the Second Mile Foundation was located. How do you like them apples, Sheila? But I think Greycar's fate, Dave, is an all-too-common 
fate experienced by whistleblowers and investigators into this worldwide disgusting pedophile ring. We have, as you said, the Second Mile Foundation, absolute highest pinnacles of power in this country. Let's not forget Richard Struthers, Bank of America. You've got Jake Corman, Pennsylvania State Senator, Morgan Stanley. The adoption and the Safe Families Act set in motion by President Bill Clinton. And if you actually look at it, I'm going to tell you what, that is one frightening piece of legislation. So here you've got the National Center on Child Abuse and Neglect in 1998 reported, Dave, that seven times as many children died in foster care than in the general public. Do you remember the uh, the Dine Corp child sex trafficking scandal yeah, too? Yeah, and, and don't forget about Wells Fargo, Wachovia, yes. uh, HSBC Bank, who James Comey was a part of. And, you know, I'm going to say something, but I'm also going to give a disclaimer. I have been sent something that talked about Comey and his brother being sexual abuse victims when they were children. God forbid that happened, but I do think it's true. I feel horrible for anyone that goes through that, even though I don't have any respect for Comey. No one should have to go through that. But isn't it interesting? He was on the board of directors at HSBC, helped funnel money to Hillary Clinton and her Clinton Foundation. We're talking drug, gun, and child sex trafficking money laundered through HSBC as told to me on the Common Sense Show radio show by a former vice president of the bank, John Cruz, who tried to take the information to the Eastern New York DA, and she said, get out of here with this. And who was that? None other than Loretta Lynch Mob, oh. the current attorney general. How, how do you like these connections? She, she, it's just incredible. This nice little network of mafioso moral degenerates. Yeah, that's putting it nicely. And more and more is coming out on Pizzagate, all these intricate connections. And yet you're not seeing the mainstream touch this with a 10-foot pole. Don't you find that weird, folks? The more disgusting it gets. And Dave, guess what? It's even worse than we thought. Oh, yo, yeah. Hey, I just got an update from that reporter I mentioned that's leaking the Jill Stein stuff. And let me just read two excerpts here. And I'm reading this raw. Sheila, this is incredible. Ties right to what you're saying. She talks about Stein and her husband again, Robert Rohrer. And she said there, Dave, you know they're hiding their histories. I told you that before. Rohrer was honored by the Freedom from Religion Foundation. And he went after nativity scenes. And they are backing Stein. Okay, so we've got, what do you want to call her, an atheist? Okay, we'll go the atheist. But it gets better. She goes on to say, there's a blurb that I've come across in regard to the Communist Party that Stein's grandparents being in the garment industry, which, of course, was the mainstay of the Communist Party. Their last name was Wool. I kid you not. W-O-O-L. I know plenty of Russian refugees having grown up, and she lists where she grew up, and none of them were communists. They hated the communists, but these people were communists. Her visit to Moscow to talk to Putin speaks volumes. And she goes on to say, now remember, this person was with the DNC and left because of the corruption. Nobody gets an invitation to Moscow unless you're an insider. I'm thinking that possibly her grandparents, being longtime communists, may have opened the door. Many of them went to the Lenin School. She may have also gone to the Lenin School, but we can't find anything on her background. I'm speculating only because I'm starting to connect the dots. 
And then she goes on to say, I work for DNC attorneys, and da 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 da. And I, like I said, it's too detailed, and I'll give away her identity. But then she goes and talks about her ex husband who has security, uh, should we say intelligence agency connections? And she's connecting the dots on that end as well to verify her story. And uh, I'll, I'll give you one more name we're going to throw under the bus here. She said, quote, the DNC is a really dirty organization. I saw enough while I was there to know that they would plant a bug on anybody they saw as a threat, which made me highly suspicious of that bus Trump was riding on. It was sponsored by Verizon. And you remember, Dave? Verizon was sued for recording customer calls for the NSA. Mm. There's more, but you get you get the idea. This is so criminally corrupt. Sheila, let's talk about what we can do when they steal the election, if yes. they're able to pull it off. What can we do? That That's the question. There were 62 million people that voted for Donald Trump. 62 million people, I think, are on the verge of being disenfranchised with their citizen rights, with their most precious gift given to us by the Constitution, namely our right to vote. So therefore, we have an illegitimate government that would permit this fraud and carry this fraud out to its conclusion. We, according to the Founding Fathers, have no duty to legitimize an illegitimate government. So I think, number one, We go to our employers and maximize our deductions and stop paying taxes as much as possible. And if enough of us do it, what are they going to do? Build a fence around the country and call it prison? The second thing that I think that we need to do is to – and I've called for this and people have laughed at me, Sheila, for saying this. But I think they're going to stop laughing when when the election is stolen. Go and look at the globalist media. Start with them. Go with the globalist corporations, the Walmarts, you know, the Kmarts, all the other slave marts that are out there that engage in free trade and destroy America's economy, bankrupt Americans through job loss. Stop shopping with them. Trade and barter. Go to Joe's Plumbing Store. Eat at your local restaurant owned by Aunt Hannah. I don't care, but stay out of the corporate media. They can't make you spend your money. And we have the power to collapse their system while we engage in a dual economy. And there's a whole lot more else we can do because this will eventually get down to civil disobedience because you know damn good and well, Sheila, they're going to go after the guns. That's going to be the first thing they do after they perpetrate a false flag event. And we just need to say no and hell no. And the longer we drag this out, and I want people to hear the logic of this. Right now, today, if you put a military person on your block and say, go house to house and take their guns and shoot the resistors, you're going to get a fair number of this military and the American military. They're going to do this. But the longer we drag this out, the more roadblocks we throw in their way, we give our soldiers time to reconsider their position. And see, the other side already knows this, Sheila, because in Texas, they've been practicing for rogue American defectors to defend the people in a drill called UX-16, Unconventional Warfare 16, Jade Helm 16, if you will, where they are practicing, according to the BizOp ads, American guerrilla chieftains formerly of the U.S. military, and they're practicing enhanced interrogation techniques, and basically it's Nazi-style occupation. You kill one of them, they're going to kill 100 people in the village which is what the Germans did against the French resistance. And I can tell you, I've printed this, Sheila. I have officers on the inside, two of them, who have witnessed the training of the drills carried out by foreign operatives, and they weren't there to learn anything. 
the guy, one of the colonels told me, he said, Dave, I was there because they were measuring my reaction. I know damn good and well how to do these interrogation techniques. They were executing mock executions, of course, family members until they got someone to talk. They'd line up 10 people and start shooting them in the back ahead one time until somebody would talk. Now, those are that's not earth-shattering enhanced interrogation. They were looking at the responses of the American military officers and attendants to gauge their response. So I'll go back to my point. We need to throw as many roadblocks in the globalist way as we can. I'm hopeful that the American military will reconsider following orders at all costs and move to defend the people. And they're going to have to fight the foreign troops and American troops who stay loyal to the administration. And one final thought on this, Sheila, Obama is not leaving D.C. And why isn't he leaving D.C.? Because I think he's already been slated to take over at least temporarily before he hands off the reins of power to Clinton. Well, let's not forget what he said in New York Magazine just a week ago. He suggested several times over this past few weeks that he'll join those criticizing Trump. He said, it's not far off until I'm a private citizen, but I'm going to organize for action. And you're going to see me early next year. And we're going to be in a position where we can start cooking up all kinds of great stuff to do. So just Google that. Obama hints that he'll be back. If Trump goes too far. So clearly he's up to his shenanigans. We're still not out of the woods at this election thing. December 12th is the deadline. So we'll see what happens. But in any event, Dave, boy, we're getting hit on every side. Complete Stasi level censorship. Boy, this is subjugation on all fronts, isn't it? It's a full frontal assault. There's no question about it. Well, Dave, I can't imagine anyone that hasn't heard of The Common Sense Show, but for the very new listeners, tell them where they can find your incredible handiwork. Well, thank you. Well, we've got a, a number of presences now on the net, and um, at least for the time being, as long as the, we're able to keep our status, and I'm speaking about the entire um, independent media. Uh, my website is thecommonsenseshow.com, and I was a college basketball coach teaching my college-level psychology and sociology classes. I didn't need this until McCain and his crooked friends tried to steal my property and that of my neighbors, and that's what really launched me into the media. And so thecommonsenseshow.com, we have a radio show on Sunday evenings uh, called The Common Sense Show, and it airs at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's three hours long, and then we've got notables on who are really uncovering the truth. If they download our Android app, it's one-stop shopping, and it's available on the right-hand side of our website. Thanks for asking. I really appreciate you letting me talk about that. Well, you've got a great show. And folks, do bookmark thecommonsenseshow.com. Subscribe to the YouTube. And as Dave just pointed out, the Android, you can't get any better than a one-stop shop. Well, Dave, I appreciate your time in weighing in on the program about all the insanity unfolding and it's going to get very interesting leading up to December 12th, no doubt. And, of course, we'll find that out December 12th, and I'll have to have you back to weigh in on what happens with Miss Stein, the Hillary Clinton shenanigans as they continue, and this recount. We'll see what happens, Dave. But in any event, it'll be very interesting leading up to Trump's inauguration, no doubt. Yeah, people can go to the article that I have on the Common Sense Show about how they're stealing the election. I think the article is in the third or fourth position now on the carousel. And if they scroll to the bottom, they can click on the Secretary of State website for Pennsylvania, 
And Sheila, as you know, it was updated one minute before we came on the air together. Yes. Incredible. Folks, this isn't over. The media is telling you it's over. They're trying to get you to look the other way. It's not over. And uh, to everyone who's out there, take the interview here from Sheila. She has a great show and 